0: Well, hello and good morning still. I'm Frank Murphy. This is Mountain Fun Life. You're listening to the After Show podcast. We just did a show in the Morning in the Mountains studio, so this is the podcast that comes after that show. We're doing it live on Facebook this morning at 1130 eleven thirty one on a Thursday morning. And of course afterward you can listen to the audio portion of the podcast, because that's what makes it a podcast, on all of our different podcasting platforms, including iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, Pocketcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Alexa. Actually I think what you get on the Amazon Alexa is you just get Apple Podcasts, if I'm not mistaken. You just say Alexa, play Morning in the Mountains podcast. And not only will you uh, have gotten this episode, but you'll get whatever came before it in reverse chronological order. So that would be, I guess, this morning's uh, Morning in the Mountain show, the Kira Cup and I just finished doing. So if you are with us live on Facebook this morning, thank you very much. That is how you can communicate with us. Uh, I've got the uh, my phone pulled up here, and you can type a comment, which I'll be able to read and uh, I wish I could hear you, but that's not the way it works I'll be able to read what you uh, send to us here with your comments. Meanwhile, I'm trying to chug water. I probably should have chugged more of this water before the show started. So pardon me while I chug the rest of this one I don't normally make so much noise when I drink water, but you know it's an audio podcast. You got to know that I'm still doing something. It's not just dead air. <laughs> Now, I love buying bottled water, know um, it sounds crazy, but I like it. I pay 23 cents per these bottles, but it's worth it to me until they started overfilling them to the point where when I open the next bottle of water, it's going to spill. I don't have any option. I have to hold it over a garbage can or I have to do it over something because the uh, it's, just, it, it's so full, so jam-packed full of water that uh, it's going to make a mess when I do finally open it. So Kira, who uh, is... I guess we're quarantined from each other, right? Because we can't sit next to each other in the in the studio. And I see her at her desk over there um, in the Mountain Fun Life offices. I'm in the, the audio studio, the podcasting studio. And Kira said, what do you miss most since being quarantined? Well, for me, uh, the answer is two of my hobby jobs, job hobbies. I miss doing the... Uh, Einstein Simplified Comedy Improv Show every Tuesday night at Scruffy City Hall. That was, that is a lot of fun. I need it. I need to improv in my life. It's a release. It's a validation. It's, it's everything about improv is so positive. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, I could, if you wanted to, we could do a whole show comparing the merits of improv and some of the the basic principles of improv, I think, are comparable to those of some of the world's great religions. You know, in improv, you have to listen and you have to support your fellow player. In fact, we always say the most important person on the stage is the other player. And in a way, that's, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. is it's kind of that rule applies to improv. So I miss doing that a lot. Now, fortunately, there's a, a filmmaker named John Hudgens who recorded pretty much every show we did last year in 2019 and saved them all. of course, and posted them, is posting them, on YouTube and Facebook on Tuesday nights at 8.15. So I actually get to watch myself do improv, which is unusual. I don't normally get to see that. Normally I'm in the scene, and this past Tuesday night, there was a scene, it was a silly one, where um, I think I was uh, upset that someone had stolen my drinking straw, and I was saying, how can I draw liquids into my mouth by create a partial vacuum of my lips, cheek, and tongue if, you don't, if you've taken away my drinking straw? And I made a face on stage a year ago when this actually took place. And as we're watching it back on the big screen TV in the living room, My wife looks at me and I'm making the exact same face in real life today or Tuesday as I was a year ago when I did it. Because I'm I'm in the scene again all of a sudden. I'm back magically transported to that moment, that imaginary moment where um, a kid named Walt Braley decided he was going to steal my straw. So that was, I miss doing improv. That's certainly something I miss since being quarantined. Chris Payton says he misses trips to Tennessee. Well, I can understand that. You know, I'm I'm fortunate enough that I get to live in Tennessee. I love living in Tennessee. A lot of people are moving from all over the country to live in Tennessee. I mean, why wouldn't you want to live in a place with natural beauty and no state income tax? Makes total sense. Um, but I'm anxious about some trips that I had planned and probably now canceled. I had planned a trip to the beach in June. Uh, I think, and the beach happens to be in New York State, so I don't really have any interest right now in going to New York, (laughs) even if it's on Long Island and it's a beautiful beach and it's quiet. You still have to drive through New York City to get there. So I'll probably skip that trip because normally I would go to visit my mom. She's not going to be in New York this year either. She'll stay in her old Virginia home. So now I'll miss that. And other things you might miss while being quarantined, of course, would be getting out and seeing people and doing things. You know, uh, I'm, I'm blessed in a way. A lot of my friends are checking in on me because I'm an extrovert. So you're supposed to check in on your extrovert friends and make sure that they're doing okay. And that's a good thing. Please do check in on us. Now, because I have a job in media, I get to go to it. I get to leave the house. I'm allowed. Like, here I am, Mountain Fun Life, pardon me, with my, uh, I got to put on my tie, I got to put on my shirt and my jacket, and I'm not wearing my quarantine cabin pants that I normally would be wearing. Normally, At this time of day, I'd have on these really nice, fluffy, red plaid... They're called cabin pants. They're not flannel. I don't even know how to describe them. I bought them at Sam's Club last year. And they're like the kind of pajama bottoms you'd wear on Christmas morning. They're just luxurious. (laughs) So I'll with my cabin pants. And then my Tiki Joe's sweatshirt, which I bought in New York last summer. It's a thin, really thin sweatshirt, so I don't get overheated wearing it. It's a hoodie. And it's got... uh, Tiki Joe which is a bar on the beach in the Hamptons and um, it just makes me happy I lounge around the house and you know my wife and I hang out go check the mail yesterday I went out and worked on the pool Um, that was my day (laughs) yesterday because I couldn't go get a haircut I miss getting a haircut I sent a text to my uh, hairstylist yesterday saying that I miss being there on my normal haircut appointment because we also have a great conversation We always talk about uh, her business plans and other exciting things that she's got going on. And she can't reopen until the state of Tennessee says that hair salons or any kind of those personal care businesses are allowed. You know, to me, that's essential. (laughs) And for a lot of us, I think we could argue that getting your hair cut is an essential service, but apparently not. Apparently this, me being in media, sitting here talking to you is more essential than the people who are actually uh, doing hair and nails. I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I would give up one of these shows in order to let my hair salon open up. Um, Chris Payton says he, uh, I can't, actually I can't even tell if Chris, if you're a, a he or a she, because Chris could go either way, um, likes to take the kids on trips and sneak in educational stuff. And you could totally do that here in the Smoky Mountains. I mean, even if you're doing a nature trip in the Smokies, there's so many different species of salamander, for example. i got to find that again. I was watching somewhere online. I found, or someone of my friends shared probably, an old film from the 1940s or 50s about the salamanders of the Great Smoky Mountains. <laughs> and I thought it was really cool. So I'd like to watch the, that again, maybe send it to, uh, to my kids and grandkids because it's got that old-timey, you know, the Smoky Mountains are known for many species of salamanders. And then, of Chris at that point, you know, they didn't have as many as they do now. Because they hadn't found them all yet. So uh oh, sorry, Chris. Chris, I am a female L O L. All right, I apologize, Chris. I gotta tell you that from the from what I'm seeing, from my perspective, I just see your name. Uh did not see <laughs> your photograph. So uh well thank you for participating in the show. We do appreciate you doing that. Um so if you can uh if you can watch this for a little bit and make a comment today. It would be terrific. I think I blew Kira's mind earlier when I said that today is Easter Thursday. Because a lot of us don't think of terms that used to be very common in the world. Uh, the when In the olden days, you know, the church drove everything. Drove the calendar, drove society. Everything was church-oriented. And now we don't live in that kind of world anymore. We live in a very secular society. So when I do a throwback comment to something churchy, like Easter Thursday, for example... It sounds weird and out of context, which is why I said it. That's the, I mean, if it it was no big deal, (laughs) well, you know, I mean, anybody can say that today's April 16th. We all agree that today's April 16th, but um, to throw in that it's also Easter Thursday is interesting. It's unusual. It's also national wear your pajamas to work day, which is a ridiculous day. I'm sure they, they decided on this a long time ago, but for today to coincidentally be National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day, I think many of you might be still in your pajamas at this point. I mean, it's not even noon yet on the East Coast. Why would you be dressed? You know, unless you're uh, trying to do a conference call. video. My wife's got a video conference with her job today. All the teachers and the principal and they all get on there and uh, she'll have to at least be dressed from here up so that and probably slap on some makeup, which by the way, I had one of these last week. I right? remember if you were watching last Thursday, I had to cut the show at noon so that I could go do this Zoom conference call with um, some coworkers. Well, I'm dressed like this. You know, I've got on the jacket and tie and I made sure I had good lighting. I mean, I <laughs> so I'm there. I haven't had a tripod. In fact, I do have this tripod that my phone is set up on just so I can read your comments. Thank you, Chris Payton. Um... So I got set up. I went outside in the good light, and I set up my Zoom on there, and I'm ready to go. I got my jacket and tie, and I put the camera at a a nice, hot eye level so it's not like getting the the double chin look. You know, you look good. And if you can do that, too, when you do your conference calls, it really makes a difference because I heard a comment from one of the people that said, where were you and what were you doing? (laughs) You look better on the call than some of the other people. I'm like, I know because they're laying in bed. Hello. I'm on the conference call. I'm checking in or laying on the couch, you know. That's what most people do, probably, right? And ho- and then your arm gets tired because you're holding the phone in front of your eyes the whole time, or in front of your face. So don't do that. Prop it up somewhere. Set it on a counter, at li- eye level, and then and sit up straight and put some lights on your face and and go for it. You know, if you're going to do the conference call, you may as well look your best. And so, and besides, it messes with all your all your coworkers—they can't figure out how you figured this out, and they didn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you, that's one of the reasons I had to I had to cut off last week was for that that conference call. And now today, it's actual National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day, and somewhere in Florida, yeah, in Florida, there was a news story. It uh, was Broward, Broward County, Florida. That's where isn't that where Fort Lauderdale is, just north of uh, of Dade County, I think. Somewhere around there, like West Palm and and Fort Lauderdale area, that ish area, Broward County, a judge was on the got on the news because the judge was upset that actual lawyers, actual lawyers were teleconferencing in to the court for whatever, you know, it could be a little simple um, hearing about a, a divorce case, whatever. This, the most simple cases, the most common cases are they're 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 video conferencing in, laying in bed. Or under the covers. they said He said one female lawyer was clearly still in bed and had the covers pulled up. And a male lawyer was shirtless. They didn't explain if these lawyers were together or apart. I'm going with apart, that it was two separate incidents. But it would make for a better story, a little more soap opera action, if these Florida lawyers had the shirtless man and the lady lawyer in bed. Anyway, others are showing up wearing inappropriate garb for the judge. He wants a dress code for the video calls, <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes common sense, right? If you're still, it's still a court proceeding, someone might record that. So, uh, yeah. And another place was saying um, address code went out it said no spaghetti straps <laughs> on the uh, on the under on the uh, not underwear um, on the sleepwear. You know, you want to put on something <laughs> so that you look a little more presentable. So if you uh, want to share with us a description of what it is you would wear on a Zoom call. I mean, I could be wearing shorts. I've got blue jeans on, actually. It looks weird. I look like a lot of my TV news anchor friends who wear shorts to anchor the news during the summer and jeans during the winter. So that's, you know, I'm just wearing jeans today because it was cold this morning in Tennessee. Started out, I think it was 36 degrees when I got up this morning, and that's cold for April 16th a.k.a. Easter Thursday. Um, I mean, I've got the pool open or starting to open. I'm filling the pool with water, and it's 36 degrees overnight. If we were much colder, I'd have to worry about the pool freezing and the hose freezing up, I think. I mean, the the motion should keep it from freezing, right, I think? Um, So it's this cold, and I remember, uh, maybe it was two weeks ago when I did my first after-show podcast, I couldn't figure out if it was dogwood winter or what, because I've heard of dogwood winter. And I think y'all told me, including uh, Santa Claus, Joe Moore, told me it was not yet dogwood winter at that time. At that time, two weeks ago, you were telling me it was redbud winter. Now, then it got nice again, and then it got cold again. So what is it now? If it's not redbud winter, because that's already passed, right? Then what is it? Is it dogwood winter? Or did I miss that one? Because it, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, on my property, it could be azalea winter. I got azaleas in full bloom. I got the dogwoods in full bloom still. They're hanging on. Good year for dogwoods this year. And of course, I got the oak pollen, which, is, which stains everything it touches. You know, some they emptied the pool uh, because it was too filthy, unfortunately. It got, it got all this algae over the winter. And as the, they cleaned the, the empty pool, this white plaster down there and these oak things whatever those are those those they look like they're yellow they're golden yellow and they they're gross and then when they land on your car they land on this white plaster it leaves a stain a yellow brown stain mustardy stain on it so you know those things I'm talking about those mustardy looking straggly stringy things that fall out of the trees those things disgusting so I'm trying to you know get those picked up and cleaned up off this empty pool uh, meanwhile pouring water into the pool since Tuesday. So yesterday, yesterday was Wednesday, Easter Wednesday, I get a FaceTime call from uh, my daughter and the boys and the grandkids. And I was able to show them. I said, hey, guys, I was thinking of you because when you come to visit Tennessee, you love to swim in the pool. So I walked down into the pool fully dressed, and they're like, what are you doing? But then I showed them that there was no water at the shallow end. I had at that point only barely begun to fill up the deep end. And by the time I went to bed last night, I finally had enough water that it reached and covered the entire bottom of the pool. It's taken a day and a half just to cover the bottom of the pool because the deep end fills first, of course. So I've got whatever's down there, you know, four or five feet of water, which is not even half full. And then it finally then enough to cover a thin layer of water on the shallow end. But that's the last I looked at. It was eight o'clock last night. Then I went to bed and didn't get to see it this morning. It was dark when I left the house. So I'm hoping when I get home today, I guess I could check with my wife, except that I'm using my phone to <laughs> talk to y'all, <laughs> hoping that uh, there's more water in the pool. Uh, of course there's more, but I'm hoping it looks better. and It's a little closer to, um, to readiness. But now I'm putting cold water in there. So it's still going to take a while for it to warm up in the sun. And part of the the problem with my my whole property is there's too many trees, too many of those oak trees that have those grotesque, golden, mustard-brown, striggly strands. I don't even know what to call them. You know, they look like like 1970s Christmas decorations (laughs) that would be like tinsel. I don't even, that's not even a good description. But you know what I'm talking about, these gross strings of pollen. Um, I've got those. I got pine trees. I got oak trees. I got all those little um, things. I thought they came from maples, those things that look like little helicopters when they come down. And we used to peel them open and you'd stick them on your nose. Maybe you don't do that anymore because when we were kids, we didn't have video games. We didn't have cell phones. (laughs) We had to find nature. We had to find our own games in the wild. And I grew up in the suburbs, so we had these trees. And you would take these, these things... And peel it and stick it on your nose. And you'd have a little green thing off the top of your nose. And that was... That passed for entertainment. Uh, Chris Payton loves Alcatraz East. That is a great place. I'd like to do a whole show on Alcatraz East and and forensic anthropology and crime and all that stuff. And then uh, Chris doesn't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, And today, an inch and a half of snow? Chris, where are you? Where are you watching? I think uh, my son in Ann Arbor, Michigan was expecting some snow... That's ridiculous. an inch and a half of snow on Easter Thursday. Which is not that ridiculous because sometimes Easter falls in uh, in March. But today it's April 16th. Pardon me while I take another sip of water. I've just spilled some because it's over full. What is the story with these people? Look, okay, I wish you could see this. There's, there's so much water. I mean, I'm trying to, I don't want to hold it too close to the camera because it could spill on the computer. But just to get the, just to get enough off the top. You have to slurp it off the top just to keep it from spilling all over yourself. Sometimes at night when nobody's looking and I'm laying in bed, I just take the whole bottle and stick it in my mouth like a baby and just drink it like this. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I was trying to say, see what I'm doing? But I can drink the whole twenty ounces that way. It just takes a little time. But I can't do it now because we're on a after show podcast. So, Chris Payton, 30 miles south of Chicago, and you ha- are getting an inch and a half of snow, or supposed to get an inch and a half of snow today. So, 30 minutes south of Chicago, you'd still be in Illinois, I imagine, right? Wow. Well, we're missing you here in the Smoky Mountains because even though it was chilly, even though it went down to, I think the low in Pigeon Forge was maybe 34, it still stayed above freezing. And it's a beautiful sunny day today in the Flowers are in bloom, and it would be a great weekend to be in the Smokies if things were open, if you could actually come. Now, last week on the show, Kira and I talked a little bit about how the city of Gatlinburg and some of the other locales are taking advantage of the zero traffic to get some of the construction projects done. So they're building their um, crosswalks in Gatlinburg. I hope filling potholes, doing what else you got to do. I saw somewhere in California they're taking advantage of the slow traffic on the 5 freeway, that's the Interstate 5, to tear down the Burbank Boulevard Bridge. I see this on Facebook because I'm a member of the Burbank Facebook group, I guess, because i lived out there 10 years, and I still love it. Um, Now, I've lived in Tennessee, almost 20. I'm coming up on my 18-year anniversary in Tennessee, which will make this my longest place. You know, once I hit Really, I think once I hit 18 years in Tennessee, which comes up next month, once I'm here 18 years, actually this month, come to think of it, uh, I will have lived in Tennessee longer than any other place I've ever lived, which means New York, Virginia, California, and now and now Tennessee. So that's uh, something, right? I am mean, already passed the longest in one house, my Tennessee house. I've already lived in that house longer than I lived in any of the other houses because we moved a couple of times, lived in two different houses in California, um, had a an apartment and then a house with my family growing up in New York, and had an apartment and a house in Virginia. So my Tennessee house is easily my longest-running house, and because I'm not handy, because I have no skills, because I'm just awful at uh, Mr. Home Improvement Handyman guy, I need to get rid of this house. <laughs> because I can't get it. I don't know how to fix anything up. You know, it's at the point where I'm looking around going, I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to get this fixed or I need to just move. You know, maybe I should, I just downsize. I've actually had conversations with my wife. I said, you know, how would you feel about downsizing to a smaller house or a condo or a townhouse like when we were first married because, Somebody else can worry about <laughs> most of the issues. I would miss the swimming pool, and I would miss the fig tree. I'd have to figure out a way to, to have access to a swimming pool and access to a fig tree. But I thought about that downsizing because uh, it's a lot of work. Houses are a lot of work, you know. Um, and I spend most of my energy working outside on the pool or the fig tree, which are uh, most the fig tree is amusing. I get to eat figs off of it. But the pool, if you don't put effort into it every day, it becomes overwhelming. And I guess the house is like that too. But I mean, we got, you know, you got the carpenter bees are chewing away at your house on this part. I got a woodpecker drilling a hole in my house at another part. I don't know how to get rid of the woodpecker. I have no idea. No idea. He's knocking holes in the walls. I don't even know what to do about him. You know, it's a constant fight. You got to fight against nature so if you have any advice on how you keep to keep your house in running order you know (laughs) it's enough for me to do the dishes (laughs) I'll do the dishes (laughs) I'm good at that (sighs) you know but just the the general maintenance I'm not interested it's not not my jam not my jam at all so in fact I, I'll admit that when I'm done, I, get, I do get to still go to work like we talked about. So when I get home, I do need to chill for a little while, You know, maybe take a little rest, take a nap if I get up too early in the morning or whatever I do. But my wife and I have watched some television together like we used to in the olden days before the internet. <laughs> I well, I shouldn't say before the internet. How about before Facebook and all that other garbage? Um, we used to watch shows together. You know, we'd pick a show and we'd watch every episode. We'd look forward each week to watching like Survivor. My wife still watches Survivor every week. She loves it. Well, I'm at the point where I've I've stopped stopped watching shows and got back into it a little bit because of all of all that's going on, which is southern for COVID nineteen. All that's going on. And we watched the Tiger King show. And we binged through it in probably two or three days. And, of course, it was weird and fun to make fun of and just bizarro world. And there's, I guess, one new episode that came out on Easter Sunday. I didn't want to watch it on Easter Sunday. So I've got that one new, you know, recap episode that's sitting there on the Netflix waiting for me to come look at it. But after we finished Tiger King, we started on Ozark. And I'd heard good things about Ozark, and I'd heard that, I think I talked about this quite a bit last week on the After Show podcast that uh, local actor David Dwyer, uh, who's going to be in the Sunshine Boys at Flying Anvil Theater, um, he was in an episode of of, uh, Ozark. So I watched Ozark and we got caught up in it. And frankly, seasons one and three are better than season two, but that seems like normal, right? You know, you have ups and downs. And we finished watching season three the other night. Again, couldn't watch that on Easter Sunday too because it's just, that just feels dirty. (laughs) to watch, you know, Crime Bosses and, and Drug Lords on Easter Sunday. So I watched uh, Jesus Christ Superstar on NBC instead. But anyway, um, so we watched this show, Ozark, and now we finished it. We're caught up. We're done with Ozark. We've seen all three seasons, all 30 episodes. And I'm hoping that there will be in a, a season four. It seems like they've left a few things unsaid so that there could be another episode, another series, rather, another season of Ozark. But now what? You know, my wife said to me either last night or this morning, she said, you know, we got to find another show to watch together. Because she loves her British shows. She watches all of those. You know, we've got um, the PBS Passport, and we've got Netflix, and we've got Amazon Prime, and that's enough. So if you're going to, if you can, recommend a show for me, please. Make it be one of those. Make it be... Uh, something on Amazon, Netflix or PBS Passport because I'm not going to subscribe to another one. I'm done. I'm not going to add <laughs> whatever NBC Universal wants me to add or ABC or CBS or Paramount or Universal. I know some of those are the same or Hulu or whatever. I'm done. I've pay or paying enough. I've got enough. You know the Netflix is fine. Amazon Prime is nice. At least I feel like you get. Some extra benefits of being a Amazon Prime. Plus, it's got the show that I really love, the uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's probably my number one streaming show. It's funny. And that's on Amazon. And Mozart in the Jungle, my other favorite streaming show on Amazon Prime. So that's got two going for it. And then the Netflix has, you know, Ozark and probably some others that I don't know about. So if you can help me out and find another good Ozark-like or another good show... I watched the Santa Clarita Diet for a little while, but I could that was for me alone. My wife did not want to watch a zombie show. I don't even know if I finished it or not. I have no idea where I left off. It just got to the point where I was too busy and didn't see the rest of it. And I read an article that it was canceled. They weren't going to make any more, so I gave up. Gave up on the uh, Santa Clarita Diet. One of the many diets I've given up on over the years. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> If you can recommend the show. The other thing... Um, You know, Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix both, you know, you have to pay for those, obviously. Well, here's my little pro tip for all y'all. My wife and I go to the supermarket that sells gift cards, right? They all do, right? Well, one of the, I'm sure there's a supermarket near you that not only sells gift cards, but gives you some incentive to buy the gift cards. Now, for example, when I go to Sam's Club, I can buy... Waffle House gift cards at less than face value. You get a little bit of a discount, like 10% off. And some, it's even a bigger discount. Then on, but you go to a, uh, a Kroger, for example. Kroger is a grocery store around here. When you buy gift cards at Kroger, not at all, but certain ones, you will get gas points, like double or quadruple gas points. So if you buy a $25 gift card during a normal time, you get at least 25 gas points, maybe 50, but that might be tripled to 75 or might be quadrupled to 100 gas points as if you spent $100 at the store, but you've only spent 25, and you can take the $25 and then go use it at whatever restaurant you want to use. So my wife likes chick fil I like, We like Starbucks, which that sounds weird when you say the same person. Oh, my gosh, you like both Chick-fil-A and Starbucks? They're supposed to hate each other, but it doesn't matter. So we pay for our Chick-fil-A and our Starbucks with these gift cards that we buy at the grocery store and load them onto the app, right? Well, you can do that with Amazon and Netflix as well. You can load uh, buy a gift card for um Netflix at the grocery store. That's what my wife does. She got it on the calendar every 3 months it says reup Netflix. I don't even know how much Netflix costs. What is it? Like let's just say for argument's sake ten dollars a month because I don't know and then every three months you go to the grocery store and buy a thirty dollar Netflix card and load it onto the account and then they take it and knock it down ten months at a time I mean ten dollars at a time boom 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 and then three months later you do it again so we've gotten if you time it right a hundred and twenty dollars worth of gas points for buying a thirty dollar Netflix gift card so I feel like I'm putting it to good use somehow so that's what we're doing. You know, last time I needed to buy a computer, I think I was buying either an iPad or a Chromebook. I Probably had the Chromebook because I had used my worn out. I'd worn out a Chromebook. I use it so much. So I was getting a new one, and I figured out exactly how much it would cost at Best Buy. And I said, I said could you hold it for me? <laughs> They're like, yeah, where are you going? I said, I'll be right back this is true. I'm not sure which of the times I did this, but I know I did this at least once, where I went to Best Buy, picked out a Chromebook or an iPad, whatever I was buying, had them hold it for me. I went, because I wanted to buy all the accessories, too. I wanted to know how much the case would cost, how much everything would cost. Went to um, the grocery store and bought exactly that much worth of Best Buy gift cards, maybe $1 short, just to make sure. And then went and purchased my new computer, my new hardware at, uh, at Best Buy, used up all of the gift cards, got the gas points, and then paid another dollar, whatever, just to make sure that I wiped out all the cards because I don't like having, you know, 75 cents left over on a gift card because then what are you going to do? You're going to end up spending way more than that. I like to wipe out the cards. So Chris Payton, who is my only commenter today, so thank you, Chris, you're helping me out. It's like we're doing the show together. She recommends... Um, the Netflix, doing that with the Netflix cards. She said they even gave you a discount? Now, I want to know more on that. Is it Netflix that gave you the discount? Or is it the place where you purchased the gift cards? Because, like I say, I'm kind of getting a discount by buying Netflix gift cards at a grocery store that sells gas. Uh, Or, similarly, you know, at the warehouse clubs like Sam's and Costco, they'll sell you gift cards at less than face value, usually 10 or 20% off. So there you go. Now, Chris also says that when I decide to downsize, I should sell the house to someone I know so that I can still visit the pool. <laughs> I have a strong feeling that whoever buys the house after me will just fill in the pool with dirt. But, and I can't say I blame them, except that a few years back, I had put off, we lived in the house now for eight, almost 18 years, so it'll be, let's so say 17. And I'd put off for many, many years some long overdue maintenance on the pool. When we bought the house and bought the pool, the house was in fine shape, but the pool was run down a bit. So we spiffed it up as best we could. But there were holes in the plaster, or not holes, but uh, parts where the plaster had worn thin, and you could see the, the concrete, the gunite, whatever it's called, underneath. And um, the pool needed needed a lot of work but I kept putting it off. I kept stretching it one more year, one more year, one more year. And then, may she rest in peace, my mother-in-law passed away at age 90. God bless her. God bless her soul. And my wife said that she can take this small inheritance, that I could t- we could take this small inheritance and use it to get the pool repaired. And that's what we did. So God bless your mom-in-law for uh, fixing up our pool. But then we had them replaster it, which is super expensive, but... It needed it in a bad way. Um, So that's, uh, and now yesterday, they drained the, or Monday rather, they drained the pool for the first time since it was replastered. So it's been three years. They drained the pool and um, scrubbed it down, and now we're paying the hundreds of dollars worth of water to fill it back up. It was either that or hundreds of dollars worth of acid and chemicals and whatever else they were going to pour in there to kill all the, Algae that had grown, all the stuff, all the filth, the dirt. Basically, with the pool, you use chlorine to bleach the dirt, so you don't see it. (laughs) That's basically what you're doing. (laughs) You're just bleaching the water so that you can't see the dirt. And then I've got a sand filter; it takes out some of the chunks. Um, All right, going back to the Netflix topic. um, Chris says, "Yes, with Netflix, she's been a customer so long. They said we appreciate you and gave you a discount, just like that." a Netflix discount. Well, that's nice. They should give my wife a discount for, uh, for watching every episode of The Office and whatever it is that she watches on Netflix. She, she likes to sleep with her Netflix. Uh, she's got it going. And, and once in a while, it's unfortunate, but once in a while, I have to um, reach over and close my wife's iPad because the light is just too much. I'm, I'm laying there in bed. I can't get to sleep. And she's sound asleep with the iPad going and the earbuds in and uh, enjoying whatever sense and sensibility, Emma, Pride and Prejudice, whatever it is. She it puts her right out. And if I time it just so, I can close the iPad and not wake her. But if I don't time it just so, the lack of sound wakes her up. I can't explain it. I don't know. I, it, any any that, Looking at Facebook, looking at a movie, looking at anything. Even reading a book keeps me awake uh, well into the night because I get excited about all the things, you know. I want to I want to talk about, think about all of the things. So, yeah, I should totally give my wife, Netflix should absolutely give my wife a discount, I think. Don't you? Yes, please. Thank you, Netflix. Chop, chop. Work on that. And uh, Amazon Prime, it's pretty good. I mean, if I had time, I guess I do have time now, you know, you can dig into and find some really weird stuff on Amazon Prime. I mean, I'm in a movie that's on, that's a terrible movie, I don't recommend it, that's on Amazon Prime if you wanted to search it out hard enough. Um, It's bad, but it's there, and the, um, also a lot of the old-timey, like, black-and-white TV shows you can find on Amazon Prime. You know, the same kind of stuff that well, I'm trying to think of an example of it. But I've watched... And some of the quality is less than great, but it's on there. I think I watched uh, some of the old Dean Martin roasts. Those were in color. Those were fun. You can watch the Dean Martin roasts from the 1970s until you get to the part where the the humor is so outdated and so offensive. Like I highly suggest that you do not watch the roast of Sammy Davis Jr. It's just embarrassing. Because some of the most beloved figures in American entertainment, you know, I'm talking like from Bob Hope to John Wayne to, you know, pick a person. These, these show, Frank Sinatra, these showbiz greats are up there making horribly offensive jokes about poor Sammy Davis Jr., who then be, trumps them all at the end by coming up there and, and and being nice back to them. They're all expecting him to dig back into them and get, him, and get exact revenge. And Sammy Davis Jr. has nothing but class and says at the end of this roast that he um, he knows that they're making fun of him because they love him. And he loves them too. Thank you for coming. I'm like, whoa. Sammy Davis Jr. turned the other cheek and totally got them on that roast. So some of the ones are great. Some of them are, are you know, terrific. You see a young Don Rickles on there who wasn't as famous. You know, he was like the third tier because the the big-time stars would come on these shows, these these old Dean Martin roasts. You know, Bob, literally Bob Hope and Jimmy Stewart and George Burns and these Milton Berle. You know, the big guys who were big comedians in the 50s were still hanging on in the 70s. And it wasn't until they all passed out of the picture that Don Rickles, who was old by the time he got to be really big famous, and Rodney Dangerfield, some of those guys, you know— were hanging on in the 70s and 80s waiting for these older guys to get at, retire or die. Well, you see some of these guys in their early days trying to get a little bit of airtime on the old Dean Martin roast. And it's uh, it, it's like a time capsule. It really is. A time capsule of an America that's long gone. And <laughs> Parts of it you miss, but parts of it you don't. Parts of it you're like, I'm glad. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. So... I'm trying to figure out on here if it tells me how long I've been going. Because um, I know, let's see, do I, does it say on here? Uh, well, oh, 40 minutes so far. So we can we can go a little longer. Oh, Tony Flanagan says, hi from Sheer Envy. So, Tony, let me ask you a question. Are you guys closed because of COVID-19? I mean, I think I understand, my understanding is, at least in um, Knoxville and Knox County, that you can't have a hair salon, open for business because of social distancing, because you're too proximate to uh, your customers. You know, I might cough on you, or you might cough on me, or something like that might happen. So yes, meaning you're closed, I'm assuming, right? So what do you do with your time? What do you do when you can't do anything? And my actor friends are finding this. You know, they had gigs lined up, or my musician friends especially, had a lot of gigs lined up for Easter. And my next-door neighbor plays cello, and he was supposed to be working every day of Holy Week and maybe two gigs, two or three on Easter Sunday, and so on and so on. And then tonight they would have had a classical music concert at the Tennessee Theater. That's canceled. All these shows are canceled for musicians. Not only are the obvious big public concerts canceled, But all of their little side hustles are canceled, too. You can't play music anywhere. So Tony is spending time watching hair tutorials. So you're improving yourself. You're learning. And you'll come back from all this, ideally, as a better person, a better uh, stylist, a better, more more skilled than you were. Like I said, it's ridiculous in a way that my job is, quote-unquote, essential. But I'm so thankful so thankful that I have a reason to get up in the morning, take a shower and get out of the house because I get to do that five days a week. I get to leave the house five days a week and go do something. Even if, if you know, it's the government considers it essential. And that's because if something, you know, if if they needed a way to communicate with you, I've got the microphone, I can communicate with you. So that's why I, I show up for work, right? But the, um, uh, people I think are essential, like Tony at Sheer Envy. To me, that's essential, but you've got to figure out a way to do it so it's not like Floyd's Barbershop, so you don't have everybody breathing on each other. Now, Tony's still able to do wedding appointments, which I imagine is because you do that outside of your salon or you do it with the salon closed. It's considered a one-on-one appointment. Um, Chris Payton says her friend is a beautician, and she's practicing haircuts on her dog. <laughs> are you, or she might be kidding. I guess you could practice on your dog if your dog's hair grows back fast enough. It seems like an odd choice. It seems like more of a career change. All right, question. Dog groomers, open or closed? Anyone, anyone know? Because if, if dog groomers are open, then we seriously need to petition the government and say, seriously, <laughs> people groomers need to be open. <laughs> Because if dog groomers are open, so should people groomers be open. But it's just weird the way some things are dis- deemed essential and some things aren't. You know, I understand why we wouldn't go into a restaurant because you're sitting there and you're putting things into your mouth, you're touching your face, just, you know, to wipe the, the whatever, the maple syrup off yourself. I understand why we shouldn't be inside a restaurant, why you should go do all that mess at home. And my wife and I have been doing the takeout Tuesday and the takeout Thursday or whatever it is, and, you know, at least once a week we do one of those. And then I get that, but I I don't understand the difference between, um, like we talked about on the show with Kira today, the church in Mississippi where you, they said you can't have a drive-in Easter Sunday service, but the churches in Tennessee that's totally fine. You can sit in your car. In fact, multiple churches around the area have had drive-in Sunday services where you just sit in the parking lot and the preacher's up there on a podium of some kind, got a microphone, he talks, you pray, you drive home, you stay in your car, you don't interact with anybody else. Nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, if we're allowed to drive to Walmart and Sam's Club and Costco and Kroger and Food City and Publix and Whole Foods and all those places, we do a lot more interacting at those essential businesses than we would at um, at a church. And churches technically are essential, by the way, in Tennessee. Techni- um, technically, churches are considered essential, and they have voluntarily stopped having in-person services in the sanctuary as a show of respect, but also it's common sense. I mean, how do you pack, in my church would hold 1,200 people. You know, you can't put 1,200 people in a in a room even if it's a big room, it doesn't matter. That's still too many people. I get that. So you got to do something. In order to be fair, what do you do? You just let the big donors come in and pray? No. You just let the first 200 people show up and pray? No. So to be fair, you say, no, we're going to close off the Sunday service from everybody. but we will put it on Facebook Live, put it on YouTube, Roku, whatever you got. Each church is different. I've been using that to kind of travel around the country and visit, drop in on my daughter's church in Virginia and my son's church in in Michigan and visiting with some old visiting, if you will, with some former pastors of mine here in East Tennessee who've moved to different places. Now, Tony's got some good opinions here on uh, hair. She thinks uh, men's haircuts are essential. (laughs) Well, uh, all haircuts are, I think, in a way essential. I mean, who decides? Why does the governor or the mayor or whomever get to decide that? And let me see them show up with uh, messy hair. All right, let's see the governor show up then, saying that he or she has not gotten a haircut in a month. <laughs> or oh wait, is that is that considered essential for the uh, the governor to get a haircut? <laughs> I'm on television. Well, so am I in a way. I'm on Facebook Live right now. You can see that uh, I've got my hair combed as best I could. I'm due for a haircut. I was supposed to have one yesterday. But, so I'm really, it's not that bad. But check in with me again two weeks from now, three weeks from now. <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll be this will be a bit longer and curled around the ears and hanging on my collar. Um, Chris Payton says, uh, there's a drive-in near you. Does that mean like a drive-in movie theater? Because that would be a great place to have a church service because it's got all the equipment already, right? Um, And she's suggesting you just listen in the radio, right? right, Because you go to a drive-in movie theater. I think there's one in, um, Chris Payton said she's 50 miles south of Chicago. There's one maybe, is there a drive-in movie theater in Maryville, Tennessee still? I remember somebody had plans to open one in Sevier County, but I don't think it's progressed yet. I don't think they've built anything yet. But yeah, drive-in theater? In fact, if you think about it, how comfortable are you going to be going to a regular movie theater to watch the new superhero movie? You know? I remember there was some... I got the schedule in the mail, in the email from uh, Walt Disney Pictures the other day. where are mentioning different ones. I'm scanning through, and I saw, the oh, Death on the Nile, which is a 20th Century Fox release. Hercule Poirot. It's an Agatha Christie. I loved reading Agatha Christie books when I was a kid. Um... And this one, Death on the Nile, I think takes place either right before or right after Murder on the Orient Express and Mer- and Murder in Mesopotamia and all those other ones. They'll take place around the same time. So I was looking forward to seeing that movie. I, I would actually go to a theater. Well, My wife and I would go to the movie theater a lot in January, February, leading up to the Oscars. But the kind of movies we see, we're often the only people in the theater. <laughs> Let's suppose that's some kind of Iron Man type movie. And... Every seat is filled, and you have to have reserved seats, maybe. Are you going to be comfortable going to see the superhero, the Avengers, the whatevers, the, you know, DC, Marvel Universe, at a regular movie theater? Or would you rather go sit at a drive-in theater in the privacy of your own car? And you can roll up the windows. So there's something to be said for that. I don't know how... Realistic it is to turn over that much real estate into a drive in theater and how many tickets you'd have to sell to make it break even. But maybe that could be a thing. I don't know. That might be more realistic to go sit at a drive in. But I also think the actual answer has already happened. I think, as far as new movies are concerned, you're just going to watch them on. uh, What else do I have? I have uh, Voodoo, which doesn't cost anything. Unless I buy a movie on you know to own a digital copy of it on Voodoo, uh, you can rent though, for twenty dollars on Voodoo or Amazon Prime and maybe some of the others, the brand new theatrical films like um Trolls." Did that come out? Is there a trolls movie? There was an Emma, a ver- new version of Emma. These ones that came out that would have been in the theaters. they just put them online so you could watch them on your phone, on your iPad, on your smart TV. You know, I think that's more realistic, that you just, if you want to see it the first weekend, it's going to cost $20. But if you can wait uh, a month, two months, it'll go back down to the normal, whatever it costs, to, you know, $15 to buy it, $3, 4 $5 to rent it price. So I think that's where we're headed with this. I think we're probably, you know, drive-in theaters are nice. It's a nice idea. But it's more likely that you'll have a drive-in church than you'll have a drive-in theater. What about all the other stuff? See, my wife and I prefer, or at least I do, I I assume I'm speaking for her, to go to live concert events. Like We did have tickets tonight for the symphony. We were supposed to go to the symphony tonight. Oh, she's calling. Uh, Hello, dear. We're on uh, doing the After Show podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry. I I looked online and I thought you were already (laughs) done. No, it just seems that way. (laughs) (laughs) the After Show podcast, so I thought that, that meant you were done for 51 minutes. So, <laughs> no, I've been, it means I've been talking for 51 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> right. I was talking about yeah. you, so I assumed that that's why you called. No, I wish it was. All right. I don't know if you can hear dear Jerry on the speakerphone, but um, I was saying we like to go to live events, so don't watch the show at all, please. I, I, uh, uh, I didn't talk about you at all. No, 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 Just skip over the part about how you... Skip Skip over the part about how you uh, watch Netflix in bed with earbuds. Don't listen to that part. Why is it dangerous? For me. Oh. <laughs> or I guess go ahead and watch it and then call me and tell me if I'm allowed to come home or not. Right. God bless you. I love you. I love you too, bye. I'll call you when I get to the car. <sighs> That's my wife, Jerry. She thought... She checks Facebook Live, and sees that this stream—how long has it been going? Let me hit the button again. She sees that this stream is now 51 minutes in, and assumes that I must be clearly—he must be done—because how on earth could he possibly still be talking after 51 minutes? You know, I don't know. I just—I I'm—I'm having a conversation with myself and with you, and mostly with Chris Payton from Valparaiso, Indiana because uh, <laughs> um, that's that's how it is you know that's that's the definition of, of podcasting which is a form of radio I believe it is it's a form of audio entertainment so I hope that uh, as you're driving around to nowhere you'll listen to this show on your podcasting apps in the car or you know listen to it in your earbuds as you lull yourself to sleep I'm pretty sure I could put you to sleep if you give me in a few more minutes and uh those of you who prefer to watch you can see me sitting here in my my Easter outfit that I did not get to wear to church on Easter Sunday so here I am on Easter Thursday wearing my my pink shirt and my pink and purple tie that reminds me of Easter eggs and things like that so that's why uh that's why I'm here doing all of this <laughs> so now well it's better you know you see got to get in front of it i told my wife that i was talking about her when I behind her back because I well not really she could have been listening that time she was working she actually works from home, she's doing actual work from her computer at home. With uh, she works at a school and is working on the attendance and they had their conference call and they have assignments that she's got to keep track of and record whether the student turns in their assignment on time and blah 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 whatever it is they're doing. So I'm I'm guessing looking at the time of day that she must have just gotten off her work conference call which is why she wasn't watching this uh, Facebook Live feed of the After Show podcast. So she's calling to check in with me, and uh, I decided to get out in front of it and say, hey, I talked about you behind your back on the show, about how you fall asleep with the iPad and the earbuds, and how sometimes uh, the bright light of it is distracting (laughs) when I'm trying to get to sleep. I want to say hi to uh uh long-time friend Sharon Adams who worked at 105 WAVA back in the day when I was there as well. So uh thank you Sharon for popping in on the feed for even for just a little while. We do appreciate that. God bless you. Um Chris Peyton from Valparaiso school employees there uh are having a weird thing with school ending that way cuz it's all online learning. You know, you've got to do your online conferencing or you're at home learning, whatever it is, and you're not going back to school. I have a uh, Facebook friend named, well, real real life friend too, named Donna Jett, who was a longtime Knox County school teacher. I would be hard-pressed to tell you what she's doing right at the moment, uh, but I've known that she's been involved in education her whole career. And she had a suggestion for schools. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't know what Will happen of it, but her suggestion is that if schools do come back in person in August, like they're talking about, that no in-person classes until August, when the new school year starts, that on that first day of school, everybody should go to the class or the school, the building, the room, the whatever, where they left off in March. All right, you with me on this? So day one of the new school year is actually the last day of this school year you get to go you get your yearbook if there is one you get to uh, clean out your locker you get to do whatever it is you got to do to close out finish up that first day back in august is actually your last day from this spring you close it all out and they can even have a little graduation ceremony or a uh, whatever they can do that have it in in august and then you come back the next day or maybe the next monday and start over and start fresh. So I see Rebecca Stansfield is watching. I'm talking about Donna Jett. I think you all know each other because you're both ballet moms from the Oak Ridge Civic Ballet, right? That's how I know both of them, actually. Uh, and Donna Jett had this idea to give, her, give the kids and the teachers and everybody a day of closure in August to close out the 2019-2020 school year before you start the 2020-2021 school year. And that sounds weird to say it that way, but that's what it is, though. Before you start the new school year, give everybody a day, at least, to close out the old school year that got cut short in a weird way. Go ahead and have a graduation ceremony, have a thing, do something, you know, finish it out nice, and, uh, and close out. All right. Well, because I am a broadcaster at heart and I see an opportunity coming up, to end the show at exactly one hour. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just it's it just seems seems like the thing to do. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of that when we get to it in two minutes' time. But for right now, I'll uh, also thank you so much for subscribing to our podcasts. You can find us on pretty much the main podcasting apps. I realized yesterday there's a few that were lacking, and if we're not on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, shoot me a message, a direct message on Facebook, or you can even email me Frank at mountainfunlife dot com, and I'll contact them. I mean, I contacted iHeartRadio and said I would like to have the Morning in the Mountains podcast, please, on iHeartRadio, so I can listen to it because I have it on my car on Apple CarPlay. It's the easiest one to use, so that works out. But then the Apple Podcast is on there too now, so there is a couple of different ways to listen to it in my car. But there is a few where we're lacking. So I probably could, um, if I can find my login for Stitcher and TuneIn, I could maybe suggest that they add this podcast. I just have to find those passwords (laughs) when I deal with them. Uh, But that's something that I think would be cool to get us on a few more of those podcasting platforms. So if there's one that you like in particular, uh, shoot me a note. I'll I'll shag it down. Also, most importantly, we like it when you are watching us on Facebook and when you like the Mountain Fun Life page. Uh, I saw that we're We jumped up quite a lot since all of the quarantine has happened because there's more of you at home, more of you have time to watch social media. So if you can share the Mountain Fun Life page and get your friends to like it, I think we're getting close to the 8,000 likes. We need to get up into the tens of thousands, you know, but we're a relatively new outfit here. So we're doing okay, but we could do better, and we could use your help by liking and sharing the various posts that you see on our Facebook page. Uh, Kira also posts a lot on Instagram as Mountain Fun Life. We'd love it when you check us out there. And if you've got a Roku box like I do at home, find the Mountain Fun Life channel and add us on that. And if you've got YouTube, we all have YouTube. Go ahead and find Mountain Fun Life and subscribe to us on YouTube, please, because uh, most of the video shows will all turn up on uh, Roku and YouTube. This is a special podcast, which is only in two places, the podcasting platforms and Facebook Live. So there we go. We've hit the one-hour mark, and I'm going to thank you so much for watching and or listening to the After Show podcast. I'm Frank Murphy. This is Mountain Fun Life. You can find me on the socials at frankmurphycom, which is like my website except without the dot, at frankmurphycom, and I would love to hear from you on those, and thank you again for following Mountain Fun Life on all the socials as well. Jim Johnson was here yesterday. Tomorrow is Rich Haley. Rich Haley comes in tomorrow for a a TV show and then an after-show podcast. Kira has the show with Baking Biscuits on Monday. Santa and Mrs. Claus on Tuesday. Jim and James doing the entertainment show on Wednesdays. And then it's Kira and Frank coming back to you on next Thursday morning, 10 a.m. on Mountain Fun Life. Thanks so much for watching and or listening, all of the above. I'm Frank Murphy, and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, wait, now I have to hit stream. Stop streaming? Yes.